Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the first ever episode of Homestand Leafs. I'm your host, Albert Vartanian, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Justin Pooney. We'll tell you why the Leafs playoff and Stanley Cup aspirations have been gone with the wind. No! Well, on today's show, it's officially official. The Leafs have been fleeced once again. William Nylander signed an eight-year deal worth $92 million. Is he worth it? And what's next for Mitch Marner? And will he even be a Leaf next season? We got a lot to chat about, so let's get this thing started. I'm Albert Vartanian. He's Justin Pooney, and this is Homestand Leafs. Justin Pooney, the first episode of Homestand Leafs is this one right now. And of yes. course it starts. The man, the myth, the legend, the guy we've been talking about since the beginning of the season, since the offseason. William Nylander signs the contract. Largest contract in Toronto Maple Leafs history. Eight years, $11.5 million per year, which equals $92 million. Your reaction straight out of the gate. My immediate reaction, my immediate thought was, bye Mitch Marner. It's been nice. By Mitch from- Marner. Yeah, that's it. It's done. Mitch Marner's time in Toronto after this season is over because Albert, eleven and a half million dollars. You said it yourself. The biggest contract in Toronto Maple Leafs history. Yeah. A full no movement clause. Signing bonuses up the wazoo the whole way through this contract. The Toronto Maple Leafs are never going to win a Stanley Cup with this current cap construction. You kept William Nylander for eight years. You kept Austin Matthews. Kudos to you. But quite frankly, you will never win a Stanley Cup. And I'm sorry. It should be a joyous day. They signed Nylander to a big contract extension. He was getting the stick taps. Led the stretches in the practice this morning. But. (laughs) Big news. It is done. No Stanley Cup dreams are done. Because Albert, you cannot, cannot pay next year. Four guys. 11 plus million dollars and a defenseman seven and a half million dollars and expect to win a Stanley Cup. This team is so top heavy cap wise. This William Nylander, Michael Nylander went into Bradtree Living's office with Bernard Shannon too, played hardball, and they knocked it out of the park. They did. They got, they, every, got, they got everything they wanted. There was absolutely no concession the Nylander camp made whatsoever. William Nylander nearly got a $5 million raise, got a full eight-year max contract. What did the Leafs get out of this other than keeping Nylander? Nothing, right? And again, he's played great. He earns the money he's getting right now, absolutely. But the Toronto Maple Leafs, once again, cannot make a difficult decision, cannot play hardball in negotiations. They give the player exactly what they want. We'll make Austin Matthews the highest-paid player in the league. Yes. Which nobody can deny the way he's playing right now that he deserves that title. You right? know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. But like you've talked about this entire season, 87 points was his career high before this year, right? Never touched 100 points. He's on pace to get that this year, right? But is one season worth giving a man 92 million dollars guaranteed? I don't think so. Not even one season, right? 
I'm a Canucks fan. 30 right? plus games. Exactly. I'm a Canucks fan, right? Right? This does a extreme damage to the Elias Pettersson contract. Because if William Nylander is getting 11-5 for eight years, a guy like Pettersson is going to get 12 plus. A guy like Mitch Marner sees this, and his camp, including Paul Marner, sees, okay, when it's time for our turn to negotiate, Brad Treven, we're going to start at 12.25. Well, Marner was always going to get his because his, he was, his is based off what Matthews gets, essentially. Exactly. But because of this, right, Nylander now is higher up in the pecking order and, and excuse me, Marner has to surpass him, right? In the internal, internal cap and the landscape of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Mitch Marner needs to be the second highest paid player on the Toronto Maple Leafs, Albert. Yeah. I'll give it to you now, but yeah, it's... Good. I, mean, I, I don't know what's left to be said. We've been talking about this so much, but because this is the first episode of Homestand Leafs, I'll reiterate, reiterate what I've said before, but just a couple of key details uh, from Elliot Friedman on the contract. So $69 million are in bonuses and $27 million of contract paid in the first two mm-hmm. years. So the breakdown, I'll throw it up on the screen for uh, for the YouTube viewers, but if you're listening, the breakdown is as it goes. Year one, $3.5 million base with a $10 million signing bonus. Second year, same thing. Third year, million dollar base salary, 11.5 bonus. And then it goes on and right up into the seventh and eighth season, his signing bonuses are nine and eight respectively. That's a lot of money. But listen, it's crazy because before the season started, we were talking about this. We were comparing him to Sebastian Ajo, Timo Meyer. We're like, okay, eight and a half, nine million. That's probably about right for Willie Nylander. How it ended up getting to eleven five, I have no idea. I, I would love to know where the what number the contract negotiation started at. I'm going to assume it was nine, nine and a half, ten mm-hmm. million, and he played himself into eleven and a half. He almost played himself out of the market in a way. Well, he, in the last week, he because he's been playing so well. But I mean, listen, it, how can you look at this and, and frame it as a good deal? And one way you're you're keeping a homegrown player who wants to play here. That's huge. And I'll go with that. That's fine. Can he be the guy that's going to turn this franchise around and potentially win the Stanley Cup with this team? I don't know. That That's yet to be seen. We haven't seen it with this core four. If you want to call it core five, mm-hmm. it hasn't happened yet. You're paying a pretty penny, 11-5 per year to have this guy on your roster in hopes, in hopes that he becomes a 90 to 100 point player consistently. We still haven't seen that. What's going to happen now? This is a contract year. Let's see how he plays after this signing. This is what's going to determine if this is going to be worth it or not. He's going to be 35 years old, making an $11.5 million. And he got the no-move clause included as well. no-move clause. All the way to the end. You mentioned something interesting, how you know they kept a homegrown player that wants to stay in Toronto. Well, did he show that he wants to stay in Toronto? Did he? He got... We talked about the other day. If he went to free agency, he probably would have got 12, right? Oh, he took a $500,000 haircut to stay with the Leafs and still got a full eight-year deal, right? And... The way I see it is this: you got you're a Leafs fan, right? We had the debate last night about who's a better uh, player of all time, Wendell Clark or Trevor Linden. You <laughs> died with Wendell stupid Clark. debate, stupid debate. But um, if it means so much to these guys to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs, if it means so much to win with the Toronto Maple Leafs, why can't they take less money? Right? That's what I love and to look, know. You got to take the extra five. You can take the eleven. Look. I'm a capitalist, right? I believe that you should get every dollar you earn, right? So no discredit there. But if you re- if they talk about how important winning is, then show it. Don't just say it to, in the media to make yourself look good. This is a move that it's a fair market value deal for William Nylander for what he's currently playing like right now. Is it going to work out in eight years' time? No, I don't think so. Now, of course not. Will it turn into the Jonathan Huberto deal where he's going to be, you know, parked and getting scratched and benched in the third period of games? I hope not for the Leafs' sake. But 
this is just you have to wonder is and you mentioned it off air and I want to get your thoughts on this too is this Brendan Shanahan just saying you got to keep these guys here whatever you do through hell or high water you have to keep Nylander Marner Matthews and Tavares and you cannot lose them that is my only wish you cannot get rid of those players yeah, I don't think this is all on Bradshaw Living. I f- honestly feel like Brendan Shanahan's calling the shots. We heard it after Dubis was mm-hmm. was canned. What happened? Apparently Shanahan called the, the core four, called the main guy, saying, don't worry, we're keeping you guys together. That that says a lot. I mean, just looking at the biggest contracts in the NHL next season, Matthews is number one, McKinnon number two, McDavid three, Panarin four, number five is Nylander with Carlson at 11-5. So two players in the top seven of the highest paid players will be on the – in. In on the Toronto Maple Leafs, and not too far behind. And for the first time in NHL history, one team will have four players making north of ten million dollars. The only team making the only team that has four players making north of ten is the Toronto Maple Leafs. The only team currently who has three players making that is the Toronto Maple Leafs. This is a big problem. This is a massive problem. It's you cannot win like this. We've seen this before. I'm going to go over and over and over. And I don't care. Everyone can come at me and say, "Oh, Nylander's a good player. You had to keep him." Yes, they had to keep him, but. How do you get fleeced this way in negotiations once again? How does that happen? This year, I don't care what anyone tells me. As good as the Leafs have been playing, they've matured defensively. They can score goals. They're getting bailed out by goaltending. They're not winning the Stanley Cup. I don't care what they do at the deadline. And they're not probably not going to make a deep push in the Stanley Cup. Next year, it's even worse. There's 12 free agents. This 11-5 kicks in. Matthews' new deal kicks in. Okay, it's Tavares' last year, but it's still $11 million against the cap. Marner's 10.9? Where do you think Mitch Marner's going to go? I keep hearing, oh, this is a perfect time to trade Mitch Marner. Why would Mitch Marner give in? These players have never gave in to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Why would he say, you know what? You guys don't want to keep me. I got a no move. Here, I'll waive that. You trade me wherever you want me to trade me. That's not going to happen. This is not how it works for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're going to need a goaltender. They're going to need defensemen. They're going to need to fill out the rest of that roster. Expect the same thing that's happening this season, patchwork throughout the lineup, to happen next season. That's the only way this is going to work. You're relying on those four players to go out there and win you Stanley Cup. And it hasn't happened before, and it's not going to happen again. That's just the bottom line with this Toronto Maple Leafs team. And any player that they move moving forward who comes here, if they end up getting another superstar down the road, they know they can take this guy, these guys to the bank and fleece them completely. Nylander got exactly what he wanted. Everything. No move. Bonuses. Max money. Max term. What the hell did the Leafs get out of this except keeping a homegrown player? That may or may not pan out because you're going off this 35-36 game sample size. And I love watching the guy play. The guy is amazing. He's one of the best players in the league. When he's in full flight, like it's it's great watching him play, and there's no doubt he's a great player. Is he 11-5? 40 points in 50 playoff games? Is that worth 11-5? Pat Pasternak makes 11-2-5, scores 60 goals. That's worth 11-2-5. And, that, and and he took he took a, a a shade of a discount as did McKinnon. Why can't these guys do that? What am I missing here with this Toronto Maple Leafs cap? I I hate talking about the cap, but what am I missing? How come the players have so much power in Toronto? Because and the there's no backbone in this front office. Them. Because the organization gives it to them. You look at it. We watch all those blueprint videos and all that stuff right there. This team is run by those four players. Yeah. Austin Matthews could say this. <laughs> I want to be the highest paid player in the league. You make me the highest paid player in the league. Otherwise, I might go to Arizona. Okay, Austin, wherever you want. Here, please, please don't leave us. Please don't leave us. I'll right? give you the Matthews one. The Mitch Mar- you have Mitch, to sign You know Austin what's going to happen next year with Mitch Marner if they don't sack up and have the difficult decision that, hey, sack we got to trade you out of town? You know what Mitch Marner and Camper are going to do? Well... 
if Nylander's making 11-5 and he only had one good year, I've been pretty consistent my whole time here. I'm making 10-9. I'm making less than John Tavares, right? I'm the guy from the GTA. I'm the true homegrown superstar. He doesn't have superstar. to say any of that. No, but exactly. But he doesn't have to. No. But if he they want to, you know the Marner camp's going to play hardball. But Marner's a hometown guy, right? Maybe he'll take a discount. No. You no. know what, Huni, listen. I mean, we'll take a break quickly and we'll come back. We'll, we'll continue with this. But I don't want to be mad about this. You have I, to and be. And I am. If you are a true Leafs fan and you truly care about this team winning the, winning the ultimate prize, the ultimate goal, a Stanley Cup, this is what is this helping you to win a Stanley Cup? This is just keeping going around in a circle in a circle yeah, my, in a circle. My brother's calling me right now, probably to talk about Willie Nylander. <laughs> uh, the only way this contract is worth it is what? They win a Stanley Cup. One cup. It could be one cup in the eight years, and it'll be like, great deal. 11 and a half, we finally got a cup. First time since 1967. That's the only way that this contract is going to be worth it. I don't care about the regular season. No Leaf fan cares about the regular season, no matter what they mm-hmm. tell you on Twitter. It's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. Let's look at the playoff production quickly of three players. Mitch Marner, 47 points in 50 games. Now you hear that, and you're like, man, that is a hell of a playoff player. Look at that production. 47 points, 10 goals, 37 assists. You watch him play. Don't even notice him. Watch him play. Ice shrinks, he can't play in the playoffs. Matthews, okay, I'll give him this. 44 points in 50 games, pretty good playoff performer. Nylander, last season, maybe even the season before that, maybe the best forward in the playoffs. I still think maybe Morgan Riley has probably been one of the best players in the playoffs, but I think I don't see 40 points in 50 games. I don't see what he's doing in the regular season that that merits this 11 and a half and I don't care that the caps going up, but it is what it is. This is the world that we live in. They hold the Leafs in the front office against the fire and they say whatever you want, we'll give burn it to you. Burn them to the ground. Burn them to the ground. Hopefully the Leafs don't burn to the ground. They win a cup soon or else this is going to age really badly. Okay, coming up after the break, I want to talk about how Willie's perception will change now cuz now he's going to go from the guy who's on a great deal on a great deal putting up points to a guy who's making max money. And the moment, the moment he doesn't go to a corner to battle for a puck, what will these fans think about him, knowing that he's making $11.5 million a year for the next eight seasons? Okay, let's continue our Nylander conversation. I'm fired up. I want to be happy about the thing. But we have to talk about this realistically. Okay, so I feel like now all that good grace that Willie has banked up, over the years, playing on that, you know, team-friendly contract, I think is now gone, Which, right? You're making a max deal, max money, max term, 11-5. You have to produce. And any, the least fans and the media will look for any little thing to put that against him. And I think all that changes now, right? The perception of Willie, do you think, changed moving forward? Absolutely. The pressure is on William Nylander now. The biggest contract in Toronto Maple Leafs history. No other Leaf has signed a bigger deal you know. than William Nylander. Right, I'm look. You you mentioned the top salaries in the NHL, right? Uh, McKinnon, he's behind. McDavid, he's behind. But he's ahead of guys like he's made the same amount of money as Eric Carlson, two-time Norris Trophy winner. Just saying, led a team to you know almost the Stanley Cup Finals. David Pasternak, right? Drew Doughty, Alexander Barkov, Anze Kopitar, right? You mentioned these guys. These guys that have carried teams or have been you know leaders of teams. Do we consider William Nylander a leader? Now, we're not in the locker room, right? But from all indications, William Nylander has never really been considered a leader, right? William Nylander is a very good player, right? 
He's a very good NHL player. Is he Albert? Is he a superstar NHL player? I mean, he's on pace for 120 points. But does that make you a superstar, though? Well, if you do it consistently, consistency, right? Exactly. What all those guys I just mentioned, right? What makes them deserve those contracts? And nobody even bats an eye, right? Consistency. Every single year, you're gonna get what you get from them. William Nylander is 27 years old and in the middle of having a career season, right? At 27 years old, is he gonna now? project out to be a 100-point player for the next three years, do we think? Can he be a, even a point-per-game player for the next... If he's a point-per-game player for the next four years, you know, on 80... God, that's what you're paying for, Justin. But is that worth $11 million a year, though? If, he, if he's scoring 90 to 100 points every single season, it's worth it. It's Again, if he's at the, at the same pace, but even if he goes down to being an 80-point guy, a 75 to 85-point guy, mm. is that worth $11 million? Listen, let me, let me put this way. And a half he, he is... He is worth this money, in my opinion. Is he worth this money on the Toronto Maple Leafs? That's the conversation. On the open market, he gets this. Yeah, right? and I think but, everyone would be fine with it. Yeah. Be, All right, fine. Give him the eleven million because he's a, he can play. We know he can play. Yeah. But under this cap, this structure with the Toronto Maple Leafs, that's that's where and, the question lies. That's where the concern is. And now that this is it, all the pressure is now on William Nylander, right? You got the max deal, right? You cannot hide. Well, and again. The last deal you talked about was a was a team friendly deal. That wasn't the case in the beginning, though. In the no. beginning of this deal, it was over not. time. It over time, into that. blossomed into that. Now it's not going to blossom into that. Now it's you got the big ticket deal you wanted. We gave it to you. Now you need to perform and live up to this expectation, right? And if William Nylander does not do that, Albert, there's. I mean, I this think could I, go, this could be crippling to the franchise. I think it could be crippling to the franchise. I agree. I think the no move throughout the entire mm-hmm. clause, the contract is crazy. But I think there's something to be said about, one, a guy wanting to be here, mm-hmm. wanting to play here. And I think out of probably him, Matthews, Marner, and Tavares, he probably is the one that is able to play here and can handle that type of pressure. He never looks stressed. He The media doesn't really get to him. I think he thrives in front of the media. And that's something John Tavares actually said today. He goes, he's built to play here. I think there's something needs to be said about that. That's a positive. We're like, you're not just paying the guy because you're scared he's going to leave. The guy wants to stay here. He's like, I want to do whatever it takes to be here. But if you, they just so happen to back up the bring stuff to make yeah, it happen. That, but like, like, not a lot of guys want to stay here and can't play under this. Ryan O'Reilly, perfect example. But Ryan O'Reilly was, was different I under, levels, for, I under, levels for this I, No, I understand that. I understand that. Hometown guy wasn't interested in playing here because of the media and because you're under the microscope. That doesn't bo- bother Willie. Look what happened when we went to Sweden. He thrived in that. That was that was a Willie Nylander tour. And he and he made it happen. Under pressure, under the microscope, he was the best player in that little series. What was that called again? The Global Series. The Global Series. But he was going back There's home something to, to be Sweden. Said he was going back home to Sweden. Though. I understand that. And right? But, but I understand that, but I'm just saying, under the microscope, he can handle it. Is that worth $11.5 million? No. That's another conversation to have. You're talking about how he, he wanted to be in Toronto. He wanted to be in Toronto because the Leafs were going to give him exactly what he wanted. And he knew that. He knew he could play in Toronto, get what he wanted, the exact contract he wanted, and he got it. He's playing in Toronto. He's going to have... Get ready to see way more Rogers advertisements with William Nylander coming to a TV screen near you, your Instagram, <laughs> yeah, of your course. TikTok, your Twitter. I love that. Everything. You're going to see so much William Nylander now. It's going to be nauseating because that's what you're going to get now. It's To me, it's very... Had they played hardball with him and had they kind of got a even 10 and a half, hell, even 11. If he got 11, right, I would have felt better about this. But because 
we heard last week, okay, 11.25. And then one of the span of three days, it went up 250,000 to 11.5. Mm-hmm. That shows me that Nylander's camp leaked the 11.25. And then all of a sudden, they got to play hardball even some more and got an extra 250 grand out of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Right? Some, sorry, some quotes are coming out right now. Go Nylander ahead. saying, uh, it was a really smooth process from start to finish. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Tree Living is also talking on getting the deal with Nylander done. I don't think there was a time where we didn't feel we wouldn't cross the finish line. Absolutely, because you're going to give him exactly what he wanted. I think I think there was a bit of a panic from Tree Living and yeah. Shanahan. He's like, wow, this guy's playing really well. Playing really well. He's a free agent. Oh, we can't lose him. Because, again, PTSD from... Brad Tree Living. What happened? He lost Johnny Goodrow and Matthew Kachuk in the same summer. Both guys were having career seasons. Johnny Goodrow has never looked the same in Columbus that he did his last year in Calgary, and he lost him for nothing. Mm-hmm. So what does Brad Tree Living do? I can't have the same thing happen to me again. I got to capitulate and do whatever I can to keep this guy who's having a career year. Because what happens if he goes to Chicago and plays alongside Bedard and rubs it in our face for years to come, right? You got to be able to draw a line in the sand sometimes. And the Toronto Maple Leafs, continuously under this Brendan Shanahan regime, have felt the need never to draw a line in the sand. They cross the line over to the sand and give the player exactly what they wanted. And Albert, it's going to bite them in the ass once again. Probably. And that's why I said this, this, this Stanley Cup dream is dead. I will say this. They, they better hope Joseph Wall works out. You better. But then you're going to have to pay him eventually anyway. Martin right. Jones is a free agent. Samson off free agent. Mm-hmm. You just got Joseph Wall, so you need a goalie. So, defenseman TJ Brody off the books. Bertuzzi. You're gonna have to find another key guy there. What are you gonna do with Bertuzzi? What are you gonna do with the other ten free agents? Let me ask you this: There's a lot. There's a lot that that needs let's, to happen over the next let's year and a half. Create this discussion right now. Um, I said in the beginning. I said that when I immediately saw this contract, I knew it was the end of Mitch Marner's time in Toronto. Come on. Do you think yes. that Bradtree Living can go to Mitch Marner in the offseason and say, Mitch, look, we love you, we want to keep you, but we know your price is going to be way too high for us to afford you and build out a team. We will trade you. We know you have a full move clause, but we will trade you to any team that you want to go to, do right by you, but we just want to get some assets back. Do you think he has the stones to do that? Or him and Brandon Shannon have the stones to go to Mitch Martin and say, look, Mitch, we know you're a Toronto guy, but we just can't afford to keep you. Wherever you want to go, we will help facilitate a trade there, but we just can't keep you and pay you. I'm under the impression that the Toronto Maple Leafs front office have no idea what they're doing. I mean, can argue that. Good luck, right? Brendan Shanahan is protecting these guys. Again, I'll say it again. Mitch Marner, you can say whatever you want. He's got no move. He has no reason to say, all right, I'll go. Just send me where you want to go. That's not happening. No, wherever he wants to go. That, that's not happening. That is absolutely not happening. And let's take a quick break. We'll talk about the next big ticket items mm-hmm. for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Some quotes coming out, and uh, we'll touch on the Leafs' uh, schedule coming up. Sounds like Martin Jones getting yet another start on Tuesday night against San Jose. Okay, we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but... The next big ticket item for the Toronto Maple Leafs is mm-hmm. probably the conversations are probably going to start now about Mitch Marner and, and what happens then because contract negotiations will begin and can't start on July 1st. Where it goes from there, who knows? Uh, just popping up here on Cap Friendly, Brad Tree Living's highest valued contracts, and there might be another one added to this list. <laughs> Nylander, 92 million. Huberto, 84. Kachuk, 76. Matthews, 53. Mackenzie Weger, 50. Nazem Kadri, $49 million. A lot of Dory me being dished out by Brad Tree Living, Justin. And, how, and that, those, that Uyghur contract, that Matthews contract, 
that uh, Huberto contract, the Nylander contract, all in the last year and a half, mm-hmm. right? So he, he look. He's a guy that look. It's proven he doesn't really play hardball, right? Now he's playing. I for Calgary, you kind of get it, right? You had to overpay to keep guys to play in Calgary, but this is Toronto, right? You you don't have to overpay guys to play here, right? Um, we'll see now. I mean, the door is now open to add another one to that list, and Mitch Marner, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think like we talked about it before the break is you can't you can't pay him twelve something too, and expect to win. You can't do it. No, we're gonna have to wait and see. You can't do it. You cannot have Mitch Marner make twelve point two five if you're lucky, right? And expect to win anything. Right? I don't care how much the cap is going up, Albert. You mentioned all those stats and stuff like that at the beginning of the show. There is no chance in hell the Toronto Maple Leafs can pay Mitch Marner what he wants. And afford, and expect to do anything. Right? What are you going to do? Trot out five guys that make the whole bulk of your salary cap and have a bunch of AHLers and think that's going to carry you to win a Stanley Cup? No. Hockey is a team game, right? You look at the teams that win Stanley Cups. Tampa Bay, Colorado, Vegas, Pittsburgh. When, Pittsburgh, when they won their Cups, what happened? Malkin and Crosby were making over $10 million, right? You look at the situation... It's you. It's not feasible to win like this. This is like the Brooklyn Nets, kind of, right? In the NBA, paid all that money for all these guys, these big shiny toys, right? Now it's not a, again. It's not the NBA. It's not as toxic. But what other roster can you build out around that? Nothing. Not much. But the Leafs right? do have. Let's just say, when Austin Matthews' contract comes off the books, it's in four years. So they have a four-year window we, yeah. right now to win the Stanley Cup. If you were to throw a percentage on that, the chances of the Toronto Maple Leafs winning, not even winning the Stanley Cup, making the Stanley Cup finals in the next four years, what would your percentage be? Honest percentage. And that's with or without John Tavares and Mitch Marner. And I'm being generous right now. 7%. (laughs) And that's based on what you think what's going to happen with Mitch Marner and probably Tavares. Everyone seems to think that Tavares is going to take $3 million on his next deal. That's not happening. John Tavares is still producing at a good clip right now. He plays center, right? He's going to be a... Centers immediately get placed in a higher tax bracket anyway. John Tavares might go from... If John Tavares goes from $11 million to $6 million, kudos to you, Brad Tree Living. Kudos to you, right? If, the thing with this is... With John Tavares is he clearly wants to stay here. He's the captain of the team, right? But what are you going to do with him, right? He's getting up there in age. Do you... Go lower on AAV, but then go longer term-wise to keep him? Or do you go higher AAV and try to go a shorter-term deal, right? There's so many questions, so many things that... Why would John Tavares' agent or his representation even allow him to take a $3.5 million deal? I don't care how good much you love Toronto. Your agent will smack you in the upside of the head if you ever decide to go from $11 million to $3.5 million and you're right. still producing at a fairly good clip. That is just wrong business. That is malpractice business-wise, right? Your agent should be fired if you want to do that, right? Practice. Mitch Marner, we know what he wants. His dad wants him to be the captain of the team still probably, 
right? Paul Martin da- wants to be the Paul captain. Paul Martin wants to he's probably hoping that John Tavares leaves so Mitch Marner could take the seat. How much how much airtime is Paul Marner gonna get over the next year? Oh no, my he's god. The most popular guy You're gonna see Florida. a lot of Paul Marner coming yeah. up. Uh yeah, so priority list for true living, I'd say Marner, probably Tavares. Then you're probably looking at defense and the goalie. There's so much to do for the Leafs yeah. team. And it's probably going to be somewhat of a different team after the deadline. But, again, we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, some more quotes coming out from Tree Living. Um, Tree Living sa- this is from David Alter. Tree Living says, They don't want Nylander to change anything but feels he has room to continue to evolve. Quote, To whom much is given, much is expected. Quote. Brad Tree Living dropping the quotes of a lifetime for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Also, okay, let's move on for this D-liner thing. We're going to be talking about this probably for the next mm-hmm. month or so. Uh, Martin Jones starting in net on Tuesday night once again. Everybody wants Dennis Hill to be <laughs> the Hill the Beast to start, but I'm with Sheldon Keefe. Keep rolling with the hot hand. Why would you change that? you got to rack up some points. And uh, Martin Jones gets to start, Justin Pooney, against the Sharks once again at home Tuesday night. Got Thornhill to be a bone there. Let him play. Come What's on. okay? Explain that one to me, because I hear that from fans all the time. You got to get him out there. He's got to get some ice time. He's got to play. Why? Because what happens if Martin? God forbid Martin Jones get hurt, gets hurt. You're gonna throw ice cold Dennis Hill. Oh, it's all on you. Please, please. Martin please. Martin Jones can rest, come back the next game, and in the first period get hurt. What's the difference? If he's but at good, least he's ready to Dennis go. Dennis Hill has played in the NHL. Has played NHL minutes, right? That's yeah, a big step. And then what happens if the defense lays an egg in front of him? He gets rinsed. Five, six goals. Then what? You're trying to rack up points here. The Leafs aren't in a position to give up points. I've said this before. Martin Jones is playing well. I think he's conserving energy. Kudos and props to the Toronto players in front of him. They're actually playing for that third stringer. I think realizing we need to protect this guy because if this guy goes down or if this guy loses his confidence, our season could be over. That's where they're at right now. There's an update here on Samsonov, too, from True Living, saying Samsonov had a good week, and they will figure out plans for him with a decision later today. Ooh. Whatever that means, I'm not sure. After one week, right, I don't know where he is in terms of in, 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 in mental capacity, in the mental space right that. now, but is one week going to really turn that around? I don't no. think so. I didn't, I, like, I would not want to hear from hear about Ilya Samsonov for at least 15 days. At least 15 days. But they're not in a position to do that. They need they, him. They Tree Living even said it. They're like, we need this guy to figure it out quickly. They didn't want to bring up Hill. They, the Blue Jays needed Alec Manoa. What happened? They ruined <laughs> that guy for good. Yeah, that's, that, that's one pitcher out of, out of the this six. This is one that goalie. They had. I get that. But they had five other guys who picked up the slack. And what happened? They could have used a good another starting We're not pitcher. doing this right now. We're not doing uh, the Toronto Blue Shout out to Oscar Hernandez. Getting paid by getting the Dodgers. Paid by, by Another the Dodgers. deferral contract. Um, I bet you I wish the Leafs said they could defer all these contracts. Like no the kidding, Do- Like the Dodgers are doing. Like, that is something the NHL might want to take a look at because teams like the Leafs just defer that contract, and then it looks a lot better. But uh, Leafs defense, by the way, looking really good. Over the past three games, um, five on five goals against, zero against LA, zero against Anaheim, one against San Jose. You go back to the fourth game against Carolina, zero against them. This is a different type of team. I really feel like, honestly, I really feel like they're maturing defensively. And I also want to go back to that San Jose game, which I think I think that win was more impressive mm-hmm. than when they beat L.A., than when they beat Vancouver, than when they beat the New York Rangers. And I'll tell you why. Because the Leafs do struggle against the bottom teams, the bottom feeders of the NHL. And I did some deep diving here. Ooh. So in terms of teams with the top five cup odds, you have the Avs, you have Dallas, you have Boston, you have the Rangers, you have Las Vegas. So this is that those top five teams against the bottom six. And the bottom six include Buffalo, Columbus, Ottawa, Anaheim, Carolina, San Jose. I did this on Sunday. Avs against the bottom six, eight and three. 
Dallas against the bottom six, six and zero. Oh. Boston against the bottom six, nine and three. Rangers against the bottom six, five and three. Vegas six and four. Leafs against the bottom six this season. Can you guess, Justin Pooney? Over or under five hundred. Under. Four and eight. That's a massive difference. Those teams, you would talk about all those teams as legitimate contenders for the Stanley Cup. And when they play teams that they need to beat, they beat those teams. The Leafs, we know, when they play you know, top-end uh, opposition, they might lose the game, but they probably play their best games of the season. Against top 10 this season, they're 5-6. and six. So that's why I think it's so impressive. Because finally, it's taken forever, mm-hmm. but it looks like against teams that they should beat, they're dominating. They dominated Anaheim. They kind of got goalied a little bit. They Lucas did. Dostal was unbelievable. Against San, San Jose, that was total domination. So if they're trending in that direction, the defense is getting better, players are starting to get healthy, Joseph Wall comes back, I'm doing a lot of this right now, then maybe we're starting to see a different team. Maybe we're starting to see what Bradtree Living has been talking about. This is not a tough team to play against, a playoff-style team. And in this short amount of time, I'm seeing it. And I'm trying to draw some positives because I feel like we've been really negative about this whole knee line situation. You have to be objective. But kudos and props to the way that they're playing. And shout-out to Sheldon Keefe. I think he's been making some some gutsy decisions, and one being rolling with Martin Jones. People may snarl at it, but listen, dropping David Kampf, maybe not the right guy to send the message to, but he did, and he's bounced back. So props to him. Sheldon Keefe deserves some votes for the Jack Adams. He's not going to win. No. Some votes for what they've done for the defense score. To be able to put out that defense score on a night-to-night basis, right? That's, a, that's kudos who, to him. Who gets the Jack Adams right now, honestly? Rick Talkett. Come on now, brother. Rick Bonus. Rick Talkett. I think it's between the Ricks. Rick Talkett. You know I'm going with Talkett. All right. Props to Keefe. I've been hearing a lot of Keefe, uh, Keefe should get fired on Twitter, which I don't understand. He's, it's not Keefe's not the problem. It's the, He's not the problem. Thank it's you. It's the front office. It's nice hearing it from a non-Leafs fan. Keith is not the problem. Thank the you. problem is Tell this. Them. You keep on building a team with guys, keep on getting exactly what they want contract-wise. You can't do that and expect to win. And listen, pardon my French, but I feel like front office is chopping off his balls a little bit. He can't even call the guys out. HBO show The Wire. Avon Barksdale said it best. That's not how you play the game. The game's not played like that. You don't give players exactly what they want, man. You don't. But you know what you do do. You play to win the game. And that's what the Leafs need to do. They lost the game against William Nylander on the negotiating table. But congratulations. Listen, the guy got 92 sheets. Right? And you get your money, right? You get your money. We could be upset about it. doesn't work with the salary cap with the Toronto Maple Leafs. But listen, he, did he earn it? He earned it. And I always say, if, if there's a company out there that's willing to pay you more than what you think that you deserve and more than what everyone else thinks yeah, you de- deserve, screw it. Pay me. I'll take it. Let me ask you this. You get 92 sheets. You live in Toronto. What's the first thing you're buying? Toronto Maple Leafs. No. <laughs> that's not even a that's not even cut the Maple Leafs What tonight. am I going to buy with 92 mil? I don't know. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go buy myself a very nice house. In Toronto? Yeah. Oh, you're not going back to Vancouver. Well, if I'm playing for the Leafs tonight, oh, yeah, I gotta buy a house here. Oh, yeah, yeah oh. of course. Yeah, you yeah. get a house. What else? Like, I mean, you have everything you need. What else do you need? Get what a heated driveway. Get a heated driveway. I had to shovel the other day. Yeah, exactly. Son of. And a... buy a, buy a whole lot of Osmos, maybe I think. Osmos. I, I tell people the Osmos. All right. Well, that's the end of the homestand Leafs first episode. <laughs> How do you feel? I feel good. I feel good. Fired up. What a what a what a way to start this yeah. new brand. Yeah. Of homestand Leafs with William Nylander fleecing the Toronto Maple Leafs for a whole lot of money. Hashtag fleeced.
All right, that's it from us at Homestand Leafs. Thanks again for listening. We'll be dropping episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Don't forget, you can find Homestand Leafs anywhere you download your podcast. You can subscribe as well, rate, and review the show. That will make Justin a very happy man. Thanks, friends, for Justin Pooney. I'm Albert Vartanian, and this has been Homestand Leafs.